Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Today, the here is not the uh, palatial WSB studios. It's palatial Chewies, Tex-Mex, <laughs> our home away from home, uh, Fakers Mill, Cobb Parkway, in the shadow of SunTrust Park. We'll be broadcasting live here till 9 p.m., so please come out. Travis Trevor Snowman's here. He's about to dine on some uh, quesadillas. With jalapenos, as Longoria says. Jalapenos. Um, we've got a full show tonight. Uh, actor James Cromwell, who you might say, I don't know that name. I don't. You know the face. Oh, okay. Did you ever see Green Mile? I did, yeah. The Warden, the tall, skinny dude. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Nice. okay. Yes, he's been in a ton of stuff, so he'll be on the show tonight. I'm very excited about that. We've got a lot to talk about. Bill O'Reilly out at Fox. Aaron Hernandez allegedly kills himself in prison. I have questions about that, but we'll start with a recap of the uh, political news that we covered last night on the show. Uh, the race for the sixth congressional seat in Georgia. As predicted on the Mark Aram show last night, we are headed for a runoff. Joining us live in the official Mark Aram studio is WSB political analyst Bill Crane. Bill, thanks for coming on again, buddy. I'm the live studio audience tonight. You are you are the live. Well, <laughs> as soon as you wrap up here, man, you got to come out to uh, Chewy's Tex-Mex and join us. Got a seat for me? I've got a Longoria-sized margarita waiting for you. That works. No seat, but a, a margarita, I'm with you. a big margarita. Um, so, all right, so we called it. We knew yesterday at this time that uh, we'd most likely see a runoff, uh, and that's and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think that we expected the night to go on as long as we did or for John Ossoff to do quite as well as he did, particularly in DeKalb County where he got 58% of the vote. Fulton County literally saved it for both the GOP and Karen Handel. Uh, and the battleground will be Cobb, where Judson Hill had a good night, but no one else really kind of shown on the Republican side. For John Ossoff, he's got to turn his vote back out, particularly those Republican women suburbanites who voted for him yesterday in the midst of summer vacation, which is June 20th when that runoff will be. He might want to think about a take a daughter to your work uh, t to vote campaign. <laughs> uh, for Karen Handel, she's got to reunify the 11 Republicans in that race, some of whom don't exactly have warm feelings towards her from some prior elections um, and get them decisively to turn out again in what we know will we'll lose a third to a half of the vote yesterday coming back for that June 20th as well as the advance and early voting in front of that. You said we'll lose a third of the vote from yesterday? Why? A, a typical runoff after a general, a general primary, the general primary runoff or a general election runoff or a special election runoff, you usually see a decline in the vote of between a third and half. And that, of course, is driven by media and voter interest and et cetera. And I do think that we're going to be effectively feeling like we're going to be under broadcast Armageddon starting about the <laughs> second week of May in terms of the, the assault of 
radio and television airwaves for this race because national dollars are going to pour in on both sides. But, but that leads me to think that the, the turnout actually might be higher because even if you didn't vote in the special election yesterday, as long as you're registered to vote in the 6th, you can still vote in the runoff. And so I'll I, say that I, every time I'm on your air, including tonight, but it never happens. The, you never see a higher turnout in the runoff than you did in the election that preceded it. That's that's why we have you here, you here, Bill, because I never would have figured that. I thought we'd see a, a you can bump. you can because you're yeah. right. Everyone can, and it could be that so many get you know Republicans in the district, and it is a very heavily Republican district get concerned about John Ossoff winning the seat, and they dive in and vote. It's possible, but it never happens. So I'm, I'm listening to all the spin doctors today, and uh, victory. No surprise, victory claimed on both sides of the aisle. Uh, the Democrats are you know ecstatic about the numbers that Ossoff. Got. They didn't expect to win outright. They're happy with his performance. The Republican said he's he's a, a dead man walking now because now it's a head-to-head matchup. The party can coalesce around Karen Handel. Is that was there a true winner or loser last night? Well, I think both of them made some good points, and by that I mean he got about what Hillary Clinton got. But I think a lot of his vote were disaffected Trump voters. The question is, will they vote again June the twentieth? Will Karen Handel be able to bring them home? particularly disaffected Republican suburban women, and no one knows the answer to that. The fact that he spent nearly $9 million and didn't win outright is obviously a crowing point for the GOP side, but the party never should have had 11 Republicans dividing up the vote in a district that is so heavily Republican. You know, just in November, Tom Price won re-election to that seat by 27 percentage points. Yeah, exactly. So, and if you look at the registration numbers, it's 70 percent white, it's a suburban district, uh, the history of the district, it shouldn't have been close, and it was extremely close. So I would say today that it's more John Ossoff's race to lose, given momentum and the fact that he will have financing in place. Karen Handel will have money, but a lot of it will be 527 super PACs that her campaign cannot directly control. WSP political analyst Bill Crane joining us on the Mark Aram Show discussing uh, the runoff, which will occur in June for the uh, you know, the national media was all over this as, as, a, as a bellwether for the, the Trump presidency, and, and we're going to see even more national coverage as we head to the runoff. Hang on one second, Bill. I want to get a traffic update from Alex Williams. Alex, uh, folks heading to SunTrust Park near us at Chewy's. How's the traffic heading to the ballpark, my friend? Only delays we're seeing right now. Interstate-wise, it's 285 westbound. Just some lingering volume leaving Ashford Dunwoody heading over to that 75 Cobb Cloverleaf. Surface Street ride isn't bad at all. Just seeing uh, the typical delays that we've seen the past, past few days on Windy Ridge Parkway and Circle 75 Parkway. It looks like that Chewy's parking lot stacking up with folks wanting to see you, though. Yeah, we got a we got a bunch of folks here at the Chewies off Acres Mill Cobb Parkway. Come see us till nine. Bill Crane's going to be on his way as soon as he wraps up this segment with the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Bill, all right. So again, I, I'm just an average Joe, and I'm trying to look at what we're going to expect in the runoff. To me, a couple of things stand out. Ossoff, 30 year old dude with literally no political history, uh, you know, no elected office, kind of like a, a blank canvas. As as Karen Handel gears up to take on John Ossoff, what what can you uh, t- attack him on 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 the lack of experience? Uh, I mean, there's not there's not much there there. You know what I'm saying? Well, he doesn't have a track record, but I would I would go after the fact that he was only a congressional staffer for a few years. She's run Fulton County government. She's run the Georgia Secretary of State's office. She's a proven administrator and an executive in the private sector. She's worked for the Susan Komen Foundation. She's worked for the North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. So she's got a record or a serious record of achievement. Now, I understand from people who know Ossoff personally, I don't. 
that he's brilliant, that he was doing essentially staff-level work when he was an intern working for Hank Johnson, um, and that he was very capable on the House Armed Services Committee actually combing over defense contracts and finding pieces in the contract that were very favorable to the contractor, not so to the federal government and the taxpayer, and that's one of the reasons he decided to run. But the, you know, the real issue is, is, is going to be, do the, the voters of this district want a Republican to strengthen the Republican hand in Congress, to strengthen the hand of Donald Trump, or do they want a thorn? And last night, you would see, you would see lean towards the thorn. Um, and I, you know, I think the president probably will not personally come down here and campaign for Karen Handel because she doesn't need him. To, he won't be helpful to her possibly yeah. Mike Pence and a whole lot of surrogates and you'll see Johnny Isaacson and Saxby Chambliss and David Perdue all and the Governor Deal all line up behind Karen Handel but she's got a challenge she won't have momentum and basically she's got to turn out a GOP that is splintered and the state party if it was stronger and it's not financially and otherwise would have gotten more involved in this election early on and said we don't need a whack-a-mole contest on the GOP side we don't need like we had in the presidential race 13 candidates, we don't sure. need 11 people running for this seat. And that's part of why they have the problem they have now. On the flip side of the coin, uh, you know, you mentioned Ossoff spent a ridiculous amount of money, $9 million by last count. Uh, but he spent that money, A, introducing himself to people that had no idea who he was, which is a majority of the 6th District, and B, fending off the attack ads. Is he going to spend that money now uh, going after Karen Handel uh, in, in the runoff? Or is he I, I don't spend think the money? that would, he may. I don't think that would be a good strategy, and it didn't work for her when she went after so hard with direct mail, Nathan Deal, in the runoff in her gubernatorial race in 2010. He's defined himself well, but he's basically defined himself as a moderate Republican. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be an advocate for you and your tax dollars. I'm going to identify and cut $16 billion of waste, fraud, and abuse. I'm going to... Uh, hold the president and Congress accountable. He's running, even though he's a Democrat, a Republican campaign, and that's part of what's brought him this far to the dance. Karen Handel can say he has no track record. He's a film documentarian who produces documentaries. That's nice. That's nice. But he's a journalist. Do you want to elect a journalist, mm, yeah. or do you want an experienced hand representing the 13th? And I would also point out there are 14 congressional districts in Georgia. We have never elected a woman to Congress or the U.S. Senate. We've had appointed members, and we've elected spouses to fill terms when members have died. But an outright victory by a female in Georgia to represent a congressional district or as the U.S. Senate, other than Dorothy Felton's appointment, when we didn't actually elect senators, we have never done it. And, you know, I know that's not her style, but I'd be all over that with women voters being the majority, saying... Don't we need a women's temperament, voice, and thought in our 14-person congressional delegation? What? Cynthia McKinney? No? Sorry. On the Republican side. Oh, okay. I was like, I remember Cynthia McKinney. Yeah, I'm sorry. On the Republican side. <laughs> no, all right. No, I, I, I see your point then. Yeah, so uh, there'll be the first female congressman on uh, the GOP side of the aisle in Georgia. That, Correct. That, that, that's a nice tale to tell. That's definitely a, a story that I think would sell well, especially in that 6th district. And another thing. I mean, people keep saying, and granted, Tom Price won by a huge amount of money, but that district is changing demographically. I mean, that's not the district particularly, it was. Particularly in the DeKalb end and to a lesser extent, but the part of Cobb where a lot of the demographic shifts are coming are not in the district. They're, they're in the 13th district. They're in the 7th. They're not in this the 6th. Final question for you, Bill, uh, wrapping up with WSB political analyst Bill Crane. We saw the, the Hollywood and the New York money come in. 
uh, for uh, Ossoff leading Ex- to yesterday's expect election. Expect more of same. What about on Karen Handel's side? Are we going to see national Republican money? Oh, certainly. I mean, the okay. majority of spending, uh, Karen only raised, I think, a little between half a million and $600,000 in her campaign. Mm-hmm. You had several super PACs that were spending, with one with a radio ad on, on our air, that had Saxby Chambliss touting her accomplishments, that was not a Karen Handel campaign ad. Uh, it was the do not spend or club for do I, It wasn't the club for growth. It was the... Yeah. But anyway, my leadership. Yeah, my point, and no, no, that was another, and yeah. benefiting, that was all vote against Ossoff, vote for Republicans. Yeah. Uh, the bulk of the money on her side, if you will, in the primary or in the special election, was spent by super PACs, and that will be the case also, I think, during the runoff. Bill Crane, you are the man. Thank you for spending two days in a row with us. We really do appreciate it. And uh, the margarita is here sweating Keep it chill. glass. Keep it chill. <laughs> All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, when we come back, uh, your calls on the uh, runoff that's coming up, the big runoff. This is important. George is going to be in the national political crosshairs. Your thought on what we saw yesterday. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, broadcasting live from Chewy's Tex-Mex, Acre Mill off Cobb Parkway, in the shadow of SunTrust Park. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. 725. Mark Aram broadcasting live from Chewy's Tex-Mex, Acres Mill off Cobb Parkway. Your thoughts on yesterday's special election results as we head to the runoff. Clay joins us in Lawrenceville. My man, Clay, what's going on, brother? Preach, Mark. Welks, buddy. So, you know me. I usually stick to Movie Monday. Uh, but i gotta, I got to disagree with Bill Crane. Um, I don't think going after Ossoff on his experience and handle on her experience is going to do the trick. Uh, it, it didn't work with Obama and pointing out that he had, you know, two years in Senate before he ran for president. Mm-hmm. It didn't It didn't work with uh, Hillary pointing out that Trump had no experience and she had all the experience in the world. So I, I don't think that's how they win it. I, I think the way that they win it is they show a map of the uh, the red counties versus the blue counties in November and you point out the fact that all those blue counties, the, the minority of the counties in the country, are, are affecting what's going on here in District 6. Uh, and, and that's the way you that, win. It. I understand the, the point you're making, but that, that's, that's too deep, to, I think, to, uh, you know, if, if you're looking at, like, 30-second ads... You, you need to get you know hit it and quit it as Buford says. You got to hit yeah, it and well, quit it, right, Buford? <laughs> That's right. Clay knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you need a you know, it's it's like a, it's like a slogan for anything. Whether you're selling soft drinks or whatever. political ads. Yeah, you got to hit it and quit it. You got to get your point across quick and get out. Colonel Chuck joins us on the show. Colonel, how are you, brother? Well, good afternoon, there, Mister Aaron. Great show you got. Thank you, brother. Long time no speak. Yeah, well, you know, such life is. Hey, real quick, Cynthia McKinney was replaced by Hank Johnson. Correct. Hank Johnson's aide was, I'm sure, the guy who decided that Guam was going to tip over in the ocean, and that's how Hank Johnson testified before Congress to a three-star admiral. I'll tell you what I want to see, and this has nothing to do with the election. I want Donald Trump 
to appoint Hank Johnson as ambassador to Guam. Oh, I think just, <laughs> you know, just that would be like level A trolling. Like, do your do your country a service, man. You're That's ambassador right. to Guam right Guam now. Guam needs you. Uh, when we come back, uh, you could talk about this if you want. We'll have more calls on the uh, the runoff in District Six. I do want to get into the uh, breaking news about Bill O'Reilly. Your thoughts on that as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight, annoying the hostesses at Chewy's Tex-Mex here until 9 p.m. You guys are over us already, aren't you? Yes. You're, I, I give Chewy's credit. They must employ half of Cobb County because we've been here four, yeah, nights. four, nights. four, nights, four nights, four different hostesses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do they have like you are, child labor laws or something? Is that the deal? You can only work one day a week. You have, you have been here three yes. days. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, we're, we're here till nine. If you want to come up and see us, have some great Mexican food and an amazing push pop that I'm going to eat while I'm on the air. Yeah. Broadcasting one on one, never eat on the air, but it's a push pop, orange sherbet. It's delicious. Um, we'll continue to take your calls on the uh, special election, the runoff that we're going to see uh, in June. It's obviously uh, a big deal to a lot of uh, the political wonks out there. Is this a bellwether? What's going on in the 6th? Whatever. It's going to be a very interesting uh, run-up to that. But I want to talk about uh, another story. We have a couple of stories tonight. Bill O'Reilly, Aaron Hernandez. I want to start with Aaron Hernandez. So does everyone everyone familiar with who Aaron Hernandez is? Mm -hmm. Former yes. New England Patriots tight end. Yeah. Bristol, Connecticut native. Right. 20 minutes from where I grew up. Did you know him? I did not know him. We, we were in separate gangs. Okay. <laughs> I was I was in El Hebrews. Right, right. And, and he was in the Latin Kings. Right. So okay. we had our own territory. The El Hebrews. The El Hebrews. That's my new gang name. The El nice. Hebrews. Uh, so anyway, uh, Aaron Hernandez convicted of murder. Goes to jail. Uh, was an amazing tight end. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was awesome. Uh, he was really good. Before Gronkowski, he was the, yeah. the he was New England Patriots star mm -hmm. tight end. Anyway, just, I mean... Turns out to be an awful dude. Gets, right. He gets convicted of murder. And then he was up on another murder charge and it got uh, was acquitted just of last week. The 2012 week. one, I think. Yes, yeah, of, yeah. One of, of one of the many murders he was accused of, <laughs> which that acquittal had something to do with the original murder case. So lawyers that I talked to said, well, since this murder charge he was found guilty of, yeah. that puts in doubt the original the murder case, charge. so there was a chance that he was going to appeal the original murder case and maybe be out of jail eventually, not not spend the rest of his life in jail like, right. he, was, like he was originally sentenced to. Right, right. And then they find him this morning hanged in his own jail cell yep. with his bed sheets. With like John 316 written on his forehead. Is that what it... Yeah. No suicide, no. Nope. But just John 316. Yeah. It, what's John 316? Do you know it verbatim? No. All right. Buford? Uh, <laughs> Google it. Yeah, let me Google yeah, that. Asking, real quick. I, I have nothing, so yeah, you guys are gonna yeah, have to come up know. with it. 
Uh, but but to me, and I'm not I'm not defending Aaron uh, Hernandez at all because I mean he was convicted of first degree murder, but this this is fishy. For the first time in years, he's actually got a chance to maybe Get not out. spend the rest of his life in jail right. and see the light of day, and all of a sudden he's hanged. I, I, something's up with that. Yeah. I, I just, it makes no sense that there's finally some good news in his life. Like, he was acquitted of these, of these murders, and that puts the original conviction in doubt. doubt. And... And then, he, and then he hangs himself? It makes no sense. John 3.16, Erickson just texted me. For God so loved the world that they gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. All right. That's a beautiful thing. There, there I would go. write that on my forehead. For a guy that whacked a bunch of people, that's a, that's a good verse. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. I don't think he whacked himself. I know. I, I mean, again, this is just me. I've never been in jail. Knock on wood. Yeah. Never will. But I've seen Oz. <laughs> I saw the night of. Right, I know what right. goes on in, in you know in the lockup, and I, I think that someone connected to the other murders got to uh, Aaron Hernandez and and staged the hanging. Yeah, was he to take a couple of guys? He was a big dude. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Well, I don't you, think you, he would... you you pop him with a, a shot of something, or you roofie him, or something, and then. I mean, it could be done. Was he in, like, oh, yeah. general population? I can get you a toe, Chuck. I can get you a toe here in three hours. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know if he was Or, in like, celebrity jail. jail. I think he was in Gen Pop. No, he was in jail. Yeah, okay. He in, okay. Yeah. 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 He was not in tight end jail. That's a blow. <laughs> yeah. Martha Stewart jail? He was not in Martha Stewart jail. Tight end jail is not. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but it makes zero sense that he would kill himself now when he just got acquitted of, of another murder. And there's a chance that they were going to appeal the original conviction. So right. I'm just throwing out there your thoughts on that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Nancy joins us in Sandy Springs. Nancy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. I just hey. want to say, you know as well as I do, that we all hate these political campaigns. We get tired of the robocalls. We get tired of all this. Why do they have to wait two months? Don't you think that most of us already have our minds made up? Yes. I, why can't we? Especially force- if you're listening to this station. I, I, everyone listening to this station, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you're tuned in. You know what's up. You know who you're voting for. Yeah. What's going to happen? Can't. But here's the thing, Nancy. They're they're not spending that money to try to win your vote because they know who you're voting for already. It's it's that cushy, squishy, ten percent independent voters. And I know some of these these people. Yeah. I am an independent voter myself that don't know yet. You know, they're not in love with Karen Handel. They don't know anything about Ossoff. So all these millions of dollars are really trying to uh, swing a 10% slice of electorate in the 6th District that may or may not even show up for the uh, special election. Do you need more than a month to figure it out? Me personally, no. Well, they haven't figured okay. it out by now. No. Uh, Why can't yeah, we back to one month? I'm okay with that. They should just do it back to back. They should have like, <laughs> next day. Like today would have like been all right. The runoff go. Yeah, that would have been entertaining. Yeah, but I, I can tell you what um, the the station is probably happy because oh, more yeah. money. Oh. But here's the deal: when when it comes to political ads, I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Uh, the station has to uh, not lower their rates, but they have to give can't gouge them the best possible rate for an ad. So let's oh. say. Uh, a 60-second spot on the Mark Aram show costs ten thousand dollars. All right. <laughs> it doesn't. But I'm just, I'm just throwing it out just there. This is ten thousand dollars. Nancy believed it, guys. Nancy believed it. 
But, uh, but if you buy a lot of time on the Mark Aram show, they'll knock it down to $8,000 a spot. So that's the lowest available rate on the Mark Aram show. Right. So if, if Karen Handel then wants to uh, place an ad on the Mark Aram show, the station can't say, all right, Karen, it's fifteen grand. They have to charge her the lowest possible rate, right. $8,000. So it's not like the stations get it, especially WSB Radio. I mean, we're already sold out commercial-wise. It's not like yeah. you know, we have open space for these people. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think, guys? A shorter time? Like, how long is too too long to have the runoff after the election? Two months is as long as it should be. Anything under that, I'd be fine. But it shouldn't be any more than two months. I mean, you if would you think by the, at this point that most people already made up their mind what well, two more they, months going to do. It, you'd be surprised. The, the, there's a whole science behind. Yeah, but if it takes you two months to, to, to make it people with information over the time and hope yeah, you'll sway then, an opinion and, and or door two. Knocking, and you'd be surprised yeah. how many people don't even care or know about the election. But we do because we're bombarded. What, with what it the funny day. thing is, the people that care don't even live in the sixth. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're we're all talking about it, and none of us live none in the sixth. No. Yeah. Even though Buford tried to vote yesterday. He did. <laughs> he showed up. I was very upset that I couldn't <laughs> yes. vote. I'm Buford. Buford. I'm here to vote. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we know who Karen Handel is, right? I mean, she's she's a name, a known name, a known quantity, a known right. entity. So she doesn't need two months to tell us who she is. No one knows who the, who the heck John Ossoff is. I'd say like a week tops. But it might not be also trying to convince people who to vote for. It's actually getting them off of their butts and going and voting. A yeah. lot of it doesn't have to do with voting. changing minds. Yeah. Getting them to go to the polls. Hey, at the very least, we'll get Alyssa Milano in I was about to say, who had Mo- Alyssa Milano do? <laughs> Ossoff. Okay. Yeah. Ossoff right. She's I'm, up in Montana right now. Yeah, to working that way. Too. Yeah. too. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Nick's in Atlanta. Nick, you are on the Mark Aram Show. All right. Um, hey, Nikki. I just had a comment or question about the uh, I-85 bridge disaster. Yes, sir. And uh, basically it's about the uh, uh, the now defendant. Uh, how does one go about getting those high-priced defense lawyers to represent them like he does in, in a situation like that? I've got a couple of minor traffic offenses. I'd like to have one represent me for free. Well, uh, th- th- you can ask them. <laughs> I mean, when, it, when, it, when you see a case like this and the, and the uh, defendant, Ellerby, is that the same Ellerby? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's got five, as, as Nick pointed out, five big wig attorneys that yeah. are doing it pro bono. That yep. means for no money. They're all Buford. doing it for free. Yes. Yeah. They all volunteer. Sorry, Nick. Time. I had to tell Beefer what pro bono meant. I appreciate um, it. So, I mean, you can ask a high-profile uh, high attorney to, to represent him for free. Uh, they're doing it, obviously, to you know for publicity. That That's the whole right. key to the pro bono thing. If your traffic violations made national news, trust me, you'd have them knocking your door yeah. down. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, but what's he got released on a non-surety bond? Did yeah, you see like that? ten thousand yeah. or something. Yeah. And and part of the restriction is he can't go back to his former home under the bridge. No, <laughs> like you can't. <laughs> There's like a list of stuff, and that's the top yeah, one. It's basically like, all right. You're out of jail, but you can't go home. He can only traverse Your stuff's all burned anyway. That so side, of, like he can only go through that area yeah. if he's going to his lawyer's office. Yeah, or if the lawyers are or with the, him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a crazy. And he's got to go to rehab supposedly. Yeah, again, the best line of this whole thing from Buffy. Is Buffy screening calls tonight? Yeah. Uh, and I give you full credit, Buffy. Uh, a lesser man would have stolen this line because it was so brilliant. We were talking about what kind of punishment uh, he should get, the homeless guy should get for burning down the bridge. She goes, he should get home confinement. Yeah, house arrest. House arrest. That's the greatest <laughs> line ever. I sentenced the homeless guy to house arrest, which means you can go anywhere you want because yeah. the whole world's your house. Uh, Orson is in Birmingham, Alabama. Orson, welcome to the program. And how are you tonight? What's going on, Orson? 
Oh, in our in my area back here in Birmingham, the biggest thing you're talking about is that the politician doesn't live in the district, but nobody seems to be concerned about it. Then. How can he we, want to represent them, but he won't live there? Yeah, we, we talked about that last night on the show. It's Georgia law, and I think it's ridiculous. And I said this before the uh, before the special election came out. It was um, it's been on the books in Georgia for a long time, and I've I've called this ridiculous for years. But that's that's the law. Now, to be fair, I mean, I, I'm not defending Ossoff. He did grow up in that district, um, but he doesn't live there now. So I could have, I don't live in the 6th. I could have run for the 6th. Any of us could. I would have done better than nine of those dudes that got, oh, like, 60 yeah. votes. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have spent nine million either. <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't I have. just want to point out that you just licked your fingers. Yeah. And no, nobody, nobody here bucked I, on you. I licked my knuckle. It's close. <laughs> it's, it's close. There's, it's a, the there's a my difference. Fingers. Yes, there's a difference. Oh, wow. Uh, the, the tips of your fingers are really dirty. Knuckles are generally clean. Thank you, sir. Uh, Depends on what you've been doing. I, I didn't eat my push pop fast enough. It started leaking everywhere. Mark's in a Newborn. Uh, Mark, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, man. What's going on? I was calling about the Aaron Hernandez thing. Yeah, what do you think? Is, is this a, a setup, or did he really kill himself? I, th- I, think, I think somebody was was uh, waiting on a check because he was staying in jail. Might have been scared he was getting out and had him done. So explain that a little further. I'm not following you. What do you mean? Maybe, maybe someone, like some a family, was supposed to get his money that he had set aside that, that he had been paid so far. And when they found out he might be getting out of jail, they might have freaked out and paid somebody to take him out. That way they'd get the money. Oh, so you think his family member, that's really right. devious. I would imagine right. his money is. I mean, I, if I'm if I'm Aaron, yeah. Well, no, I think it's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm Aaron, Aaron Hernandez's uh, family, I already spent through his money. Hey, Jason, before we before we hit the music, can you hit the? I don't want the real breaking news sounder. Can I get the fake Mark Aram show breaking news sounder? Do you know where that is? It says, "Where's Hector?" Where, bah, bah, where's Hector? Bah, bah. There we go. Where is Hector? <laughs> All right, guys, breaking news on the Mark Aram Show. In the last 90 seconds, I just received an email from Karen Handel. Uh-oh. She just emailed me, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the headline of the uh, email is, The Resistance Failed. Mark, I let her call me Mark because we're tight like that. You're close, yeah. (laughs) She she said, Mark, listen, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the rest of the resistance did everything in their power to beat me last night. They poured more than $8 million in out-of-state donations in our Georgia to try to steal our seat with a candidate that doesn't even live in our district. They lost. The email continues. But our work is not done. Our opponent has already raised more than $8 million to steal this seat from the Republicans. Who knows how much he'll raise in the runoff. That's why I need you to stand with me right now, Mark. The email continues. Karen asked me in bold letters, will I chip in right now to help fund our emergency 48-hour money bomb? This isn't just a regular fundraiser. This is a money bomb. I can chip in $50 immediately, or I can chip in another amount here at the website. We must get off a strong start to beat Democrat John Ossoff in June's runoff. Can I count on you to step up? Thank you, and God bless your good friend, and former girlfriend, Karen Handel. <laughs> yeah. Love Karen. With a big so donate button Some right there. Some breaking news. Um, all right, Jason, thank you. The, the, the one thing I don't like about this is, and I think it's, maybe I'm just nitpicking when they're like, they're trying to steal our seat. Uh-huh. It's an election. There's no, yeah. no, you know, they're not breaking into your house and holding a gun to your head and saying, give me the seat. Stealing your couch. Yeah, it's an election. You're not stealing anything. All right, more recalls of the election. Aaron Hernandez will get into Bill O'Reilly in just a minute. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. 
Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. We went super long there as we had the breaking news with the Karen Handel email to me and just me. Uh, so I don't want to take any calls right now lest you be limited in your opinions. So we'll get the uh, calls after the break. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. In the meantime, it'll give me a second to remind you we are broadcasting live for another hour. Chewy's Tex-Mex Grill. Where is it, Buford? Acresville. Cobb in, County. Uh, Cobb County. Shadow of SunTrust. Bam. Not in the 6th District. Not in the 6th District. <laughs> or can, is it? You cannot vote at Chewy's Tex-Mex today. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll come back. John Elliott, Mark, hang tight. Uh, if you uh, don't want to call, you want to tweet at me. It's at Mark Aram on Twitter. Mark Aram on Instagram. Mark Aram WSB on Facebook. We'll come back after news, weather, and traffic. This is the Mark Aram Show. So back on up I check that chin. And I'm full off hand. No. I want this town to be near you. No gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome back to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 808 8 after 8 o'clock. It's the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Wrapping up a wonderful week of broadcast here at Chewy's Tex-Mex on Acres Mill in Cobb County. Uh, full disclosure, I'm on vacation starting tomorrow. So uh, these bananas will fill in for me on uh, Thursday, and then Friday we'll do uh, what we call a best of, in quotations, and Monday. of the Mark Aram Show. And Monday. And you're filling in Monday. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Movie Monday. So good stuff. Bottom line, you have one hour to come see us here at Chewy's Tex-Mex. Uh, we are continuing our discussions on the uh, the runoff election. Aaron Hernandez, and I do want to get into uh, Bill O'Reilly at some point as well. And James Cromwell, actor James Cromwell, will join us in the last half hour of the show. Let's go back to the phones, though. Uh, John's in Fayetteville. John, you are on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, um, I haven't. I'm not the most knowledgeable person, but I've worked on several political campaigns, so the idea is like such. So we have early voting for a month before the actual election. Yeah, in which people vote, and then scandal breaks out sometime in that, and they change. They might be changing their mind, or they might be on the cusp of changing their mind. So then, after the runoff, you have two months in which you'll be early voting for a month of that, in which the plan is to try to get in one last October surprise to get some of the people who are not so strongly in favor of one candidate or the other, and to pick up those mushy people in the middle. Yeah. So. There well, is I. Had- I, I, can, I, I can barely hear out. you, John. I'm sorry. Someone, someone made a good point about Twitter uh, on Twitter about this, um, about the 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 lengthy two months before between the special election and the runoff. Uh, you got to allow time for military ballots to be cast and absentee ballots. So uh, I get. I mean, listen. It, it's no skin off my nose because I'm not in the sixth, and it doesn't matter to me. They want to take two months. They want to take two weeks. Whatever. Just, just fill the seat. It just feels like a long time. It's, it's typical. It does because we're exhausted from the presidential yeah. election, I, which yeah, is literally just sick. Barely, says, it is different for us because we're inundated with it every yeah. day. But. We, yeah. we hear it and see it every day. Elliot's up next on the program. Hello, Elliot. Hey, man. Um, Aaron Hernandez. It, I, I understand what you're saying. It makes total sense. But what about that that one thing they were talking about? How he shoved things. I don't know what you would shove in a jail cell. Up against the door. It's not like you got a dresser in there. You put it against the door. But 
uh, something to, to block the door up, you know, or jam something in the door so that they couldn't get in. What do you think about uh, that? Uh, is that what happened? I, I That's didn't... what the report said, that he attempted to block the door with, like, his bed and some other stuff. Now, going by your theory, that could just be... Yeah, the, the cover-up. given the cover-up. Yeah, but wh whoever was in there was what was locked the door. He tried to block the door. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I obviously don't know the guy personally. I don't know his mental state. Obviously, he's a murderer, so I'm not going to try to uh, get inside his noggin. You would have thought that he would have done it earlier if he would have. If that's what he would have done. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Mark's in Athens. Mark, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark is Mark. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, let's let you know that you know I've done a triple in the Georgia prison system, so I understand he was in ASEG, which is administrative segregation, which means that he was in a cell by himself. And the guards will come by every half an hour and look in through a door. Now, if he's in there and by himself, how's anybody else going to get in there unless the guards let somebody in? Number two, you're talking that he had John 316 on his forehead. Have you ever tried to write backwards on your head? I've never I mean, tried to write backwards any, or forwards. If you're looking in the mirror, you got Nobody to said backwards. it was backwards. Yeah. They just said it was on his forehead. So you could he could have written it on but his think forehead. Think about it. I, I mean... If you try to write John 13 and you hit for trying to kill yourself, that doesn't make any sense. So you're saying that you're with me. The that guard let somebody in there to handle yeah. it. Now, you're talking a gang thing, and gangs are big in prison. Like I said, I did three years in Georgia yeah. penal system. Gangs are huge. So you're with me. Kind of you're thing. with me then, Mark. Then this, this is There's something fishy going on, right? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, buddy. Well, thanks for the uh, the opinion. i got to run... Uh, Jason, we are, we're not going to tippy-toe yet, but uh, the James Cromwell interview, do you have that thing queued up, my friend? Maybe. All right, let's hear from actor James Cromwell on The Mark Aram Show. Joining us now on the program, one of the finest actors of all time, but I've been arguing off the air, perhaps one of the most recognizable, I mean up there with the uh, Pitts and the Cruises and the Hanks, and he is uh, actor James Cromwell. He joins us live on the Mark Aram Show. I, you, you have to be one of the most recognizable actors ever, correct? Uh, well, I'm recognizable. They just can't place the name. So they, <laughs> they say, uh, don't I know you? <laughs> I mean, I mean you're, you're, did, you're, did I see something you were in? So that's, that's what no you idea. get? They, they don't know your name, but they know they know you somehow. That's correct. Well, I would imagine no, I get a very I get a lot of very nice uh, responses from people that they appreciate the work that I do so they understand that that acting actually is work. And a lot of people say to me they know when I'm in a film they want to see the film because they always appreciate what I do. Yeah, I would say there's a, a number of factors there. Obviously, uh, an amazing career, some amazing performances and some amazing movies and TV shows, but also physically. I mean, you're, you're a striking individual. You're def definitely uh, a memorable face and, and, and character on the big screen. <laughs> well, I'm very tall. <laughs> <laughs> you are very tall. Uh, height um, may be an issue in, in your new movie, The Promise with Christian Bale in theaters nationwide this Friday. Tell us about The Promise, sir. Uh, the Promise is a love story. It's uh, a triangle um, of two men vying for the same uh, young lady, but it is set against the backdrop of the Armenian Genocide, which very few people in America know about, and because the Turkish government has suppressed 
um, its responsibility um, and the very fact that the genocide took place since uh, its inception in 1915. Uh, and the man who produced this film, Kirk Corian, who is, um, uh, Ar- was Armenian, he's no longer with us, uh, could not produce uh, a film when he was president of MGM because of the pressure brought to bear by uh, the Turkish government threatening uh, the studios that their films would not be released in Turkey if they made any film containing a discussion or representation of the genocide. And so at the end of his life, he ponied up $100 million. He said, I don't want any return. Any, any profit that is made from this film should be distributed to charities that are addressing, are addressing the issues brought up by this genocide. Um, but I want the film to be um, popular. I want it to have the widest possible uh, distribution. So the people, when people come out of the theater, they say, yeah, that, was a, that was a good movie. But what is that about a genocide? I never heard of an Armenian genocide. That way... When people learn about it, pressure can be brought to bear on Turkey, but Turkey is not alone. We ourselves have to face responsibility for the genocides that we perpetrated, which are uh, rather uh, carefully buried uh, in this country in a few wonderful history books. That, so that's that's saying, amazing, uh, James, because I, I work at a news talk station. I'm I'm pretty uh, you know up to speed on the news, and I don't know much about the Armenian genocide. So the fact that someone in the news business isn't up to speed on it that that speaks yeah. volumes to the to the lack of uh, public knowledge out there. That's correct. It, well, not only has it been suppressed, uh, although you know um, people have tried. Uh, a Canadian director made a film called Ararat. Uh, but it didn't get very wide distribution. That's always the problem. Uh, and when it was interesting, this film was shown in Toronto. Uh, I think it had two showings, so maybe 7,000 people saw it. And the very next day, there were 70,000 negative reviews on the Internet. Now, those 70,000 people obviously did not see the film. Yeah. So that was a campaign probably brought by uh, Turkish sympathizers in order to Stop this film! Wow. Um, so that's that's why few people have heard about it because they've been successful heretofore in suppressing um, uh, uh, discussion and and. Um, and representations of the genocide. Well, I am against repression. I urge all listeners of the Mark Aram Show to see The Promise uh, with James Cromwell, Christian Bale, and Oscar Isaac, who who we uh, most uh, recently saw in Star Wars, right? That's the guy from Star Wars. Yeah, right. That's unbelievable. Great cast. Charlotte Lamont as the uh, as the female love interest. Uh, Promise uh, theaters nationwide here in Atlanta this Friday, April twenty first. I-, I know people ask you a million questions about your your amazing movies, Revenge of the Nerds, L.A. Confidential, Green Mile. If you don't mind, let me just take a couple of minutes to talk about your TV career because I was looking at your resume and you have been in some of the greatest, if not all of the greatest TV shows of all time. I'm talking uh, Barney Miller, White Shadow, Maud. Three's Company, All in the Family, MASH, Rockford Files. That's an amazing, amazing run of amazing TV shows, sir. Well, thanks. Um, somebody had to do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know of any actor that can click off those, those fantastic shows on their resume. That's an impressive list. Yeah, well, I've been, I must say, I've been really lucky. I had great representation um, 
and uh, you know, it's I have sort of a unique look, uh, and uh, people like what I did, and um, uh, I have persevered, uh, which is not an easy thing to do in uh, this industry, uh, and uh, it pays off because uh, you know when. When the bigger stars are working and there's no one left to do the part, they call me. <laughs> so not true. So not true. I know you're sought after. Real quick, personal question. Do you still get residual checks from the Rockford Files, or have those expired? No, they, they, they send you checks for 38 <laughs> cents. Um, <laughs> to, just to inform you that you're alive. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Mr. Cromwell, seriously, it's been an honor. A fan of yours since I was a little kid, and I will definitely uh, go see The Promise uh, this Friday, Theaters Nationwide. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with the movie, and hope we'll have you on the show again soon. Thank you so much. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't sweat the technique. Welcome back to the show, 824, 24 minutes after 8, Mark Aaron with you till 9 in the p.m., broadcasting live from Chewy's Tex-Mex, Acres Mill, Cobb Parkway, the WSB gang is here, uh, the promotion's here, are we still registering folks for Billy Joel tickets? Yes, I believe so. All right. Uh, I have a prize pack to give away, too. Remind me, Buford, at the end of the yes. show. Back to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Pat's in Woodstock. Pat, welcome to the program. Oh, hey, Mark. Uh, you have to always have such an interesting show. We all love it. Thank you, Pat. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, I'm very looking forward to seeing the movie that you were speaking about, The Promise. And yes. I'll tell you why. Now it all comes full circle. My grandfather was in World War One. Okay. Well, he didn't talk about it very often, but here's what he always used to say. If we did not finish our plate, if we didn't finish eating our plate, this is what he would say. And I always wonder what he was talking about. He said, you have to remember the starving people of Armenia. And I would look at him. Really? Oh, yes. That was a, a saying at the time. The starving children and people of Armenia. Now, it makes sense. And I'm good. I'd never heard of it either. And so now, of course, he's gone. But now that makes sense why he would say that. I always wondered why. And that was a saying that. My, my parents used to say, finish your food, there are starving people in China. That was what right. they said. Yeah, what did they say in Mexico, Longoria? <laughs> There's starving people they're starving, here. They're, they're starving people <laughs> next, next door. door. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, it's so funny. So, Pat, I, I, I like history, um, and I watched a, uh, a three-hour documentary on World War I. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the ins and outs of World War I, because World War II gets all the headlines and everything. Yeah. World War One was uh, insane. The insane. And and yeah. what's what's crazy is how it began. It began. Yeah. It, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like the way World War Two began or or Vietnam no. or anything. Right. It was like a misunderstanding kind of thing. Yeah. Some some yeah. guy died and who did it and yeah. next thing you know there are yeah. yeah it was it was uh, unbelievable. It's American experience. On PBS, yeah. they did a, they did three yeah. part uh, documentary on World War One. The Hot Neighbor made I, me watch some of that. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I well, mean, I, I know a lot about World War Two, but not about yeah. World War. But that's interesting that there are starving children in Armenia. That's what he would say all the time if we didn't finish eating. And then it went to years later. It was Bangladesh. Remember that? Yeah. I think there yeah. was one about that, and then maybe Sri Lanka. And so, um, anyway, e but Ethiopia. 
Yeah, but my, my younger stuff. brother, when my younger brother was growing up, I, I they said starving kids in China. With my brother, was there's starving kids in Ethiopia. I was always told if you finish all your food, you get dessert. So and, and you literally <laughs> you finished all yeah. your food. I was a part of the well. clean plate club. You made uh, a happy plate. We are gonna do uh, whatever you want. The final half hour, I will talk on, uh, about Bill O'Reilly. But literally anything you want to talk about, coming up next: 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB Talk. This is the Mark Aram Show. Back to the show, 836, 24 in front of 9. Mark Aaron with you till 9 here at Chewy's Tex-Mex, Acres Mill, Cobb Parkway. Come see us. We're in the shadow of SunTrust Park. Have uh, some quesadillas. Some jalapenos, as Longoria calls them, yeah, and uh, exactly. so Margaret. Do you not just realize we've been here for three months at uh, broadcasting live for Chewy's? <laughs> yeah. We have not had a single drop of alcohol. No, yeah, no. We've no. just been stuffing our faces with mm. food and desserts and push pops, but well, no alcohol. Do you no. want? I'm off tomorrow morning. You want to get lit after this? No. Sure. No, Buford says I'm no. Good. I've got to drive all the way back to Buford, so I'm good. You can crash at my joint if you want. Nah. No. All right. Fair enough. That wasn't like. No, I you know, know what I meant. Yeah, right, I, yeah. yeah. All right. You want to uh, hit him? Uh -huh. no, no. I just want someone to walk my dog. Walk the dog. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> you walk the dogs, Buford. Uh, <laughs> wide open, final half hour of the show. We've got some calls to get to. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. We'll kick off with my man and yours, Russ in Gainesville. Russ, welcome to the program. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. There you go. What's nice. going on, Russ? Hey, how you doing? Living the dream, brother. Yeah, I thought about something. You said we could talk about anything we want, so I'm going to tell you yes. something about me that's kind of odd. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I set off the alarms in any store I walk in, walk in or out. I do it every time. And you remember when you and uh, Clark Howard were down there at that Walmart in Alpharetta? Yes. Set the alarm off when I walked in. I do it every time. And listen, I, it's not my cell phone. It's not my wallet. I've tested that. I leave them in the car. I yeah. wear different clothes every day, different shoes. But I swear, every time, any store, Kroger, Walmart, whatever, I walk in, I set the alarm up right when I go in the door. When I go in and out. <laughs> I know, I know what it is, actually, Russ. It's uh, the metal the metal chip the government implanted in your brain to monitor your activity. <laughs> I was going to say, it's his adamantium Wolverine claws. Do you have the same problem at airports and stuff? I, it's been a long time since I've been in an airport. But, okay. Um, I don't Did you know. Allowed you know, in an airport, or? I mean, I haven't. I, I flew to Jamaica about <laughs> ten years ago. I haven't been to an airport since. Did you like Jamaica? Someone's trying to convince me to go to vacation in Jamaica. Did My neighbor. Oh, I loved it. Did she? There. She didn't like she it. She didn't like it at all. What? I mean, aside from uh, you know the illegal stuff you can smoke down there, what's the appeal of of Jamaica? The stuff you can smoke. That's, that's it, though, right? Yeah. But I mean, you go to beaches everywhere. What What makes oh, yeah. Jamaica special? I don't know. You don't know. Isn't it's kind I've of never been there. It's kind of third worldish, right? If you go outside That's the resort, like, yeah, kind of, you gotta resorts, stay in the resort. Yeah. yeah. Well, the water, I, all right. I'll full disclosure. I got clear. invited. Hold on. Hold on a second, uh, Russ. Okay. You ever heard of a guy named Usain Bolt? Yes. So he's he's kind of a friend of mine, and he invited me to come down to his house <laughs> this summer. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
so full of it. So yeah. I should go though. You, you, Yo, then I would go. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. He pretty much owns Jamaica at this point. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> so he's, he's a good dude. You, I didn't good. know he was your friend. Yeah, he actually Neither rented out else. my condo after Paul Rudd did. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So nice. it, was, it was good. Nice. Russ, listen. Uh, these bananas are filling in for me tomorrow. So make sure you call in for him. All right. Oh, definitely. All right. Thanks, Russ. Uh, Jerome is in Tucker, Georgia. Jerome, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? What up, brother? Hey, um, I heard something interesting on the Hernandez thing today. So, one, the earlier caller, I think, was right about how the cell was kind of blockaded. Yeah. The other thing is is that there's a quirk in, um, in the law in the state up there that um, you get for a capital murder trial or capital murder conviction, you get an automatic appeal. Okay. And if for some reason you're deceased before the appeal is completed, then your record is expunged. And really? Yes. And why that's important is that the testimony in the criminal trials, the two criminal trials where he was convicted, can then no longer be used in a civil trial. In the civil, because uh, the, uh, the Lloyd family was going to sue him in civil court. Exactly. So I, I think oh, yeah, I heard that on ESPN this this morning. Look at Jerome. Yeah. You're like Bill Handel, Handel on the law. I love it. <laughs> that actually makes it, sense then. Yeah, so if yeah, he kills so, himself, exactly. his record is expunged. Right. And then and the, the Lloyd family, the I don't know. They Can't could probably still sue him in civil. They could uh, probably still sue. I mean, OJ still got sued in civil. He's still alive. No, he's I know, sued. but yeah, but he got sued. you know his his case was dismissed his murder trial, right? But then That's the Goldman right. family they, still they could, sued him. They, in, sure, that, yeah, yeah. They could use all the testimony. That's the point. interesting. Here, here they cannot use any of the testimony. So I actually think, although I don't care much for the man, he showed some character in his in his last few moments on earth. But wow, I hope. So. Jerome, you want to fill in for me Friday? Do a whole legal show? <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> legal review with Jerome and Tucker. There you go. Hey, listen, enjoy your time off. And uh, hey, you've got a you've got a pass on John three sixteen, uh, being of the Jewish faith. But uh, yeah, I, I was catching tell- growth on Diane on Twitter. Was like, how do you not know that? I'm like. Not my book, baby. Yeah, I've heard no, of it, I'm, but not my book. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying you've got a pass, but those other guys with you, they better they better get in church on Sunday, man. Lightning's coming. Yeah, well, Low T especially. Low T is is a good God fearing <laughs> man. You go to church all the time. I do. You should have been able to quote that. Uh, I, missed, I missed that one. Yeah, but I work on Sundays. Buford works on Sundays. Longoria is. I what, go to church on Sunday. What's that? Uh, that that uh, Mexican. Catholic. Uh, I just CNN just did a documentary on it. <laughs> the what? There's like a, a slice of of Catholicism. Uh-huh. El Muerto or something. Have you ever heard of that? Oh no, no. It's like the. Uh, Is that even a word? Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jerome? <laughs> Jerome, our legal not, analyst. Not, so there, yeah, I don't I'm not know. Familiar with that. I'm not a it's, religious analyst. I'm a legal analyst. So. It's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's like an offshoot of Catholicism, but it's something about. It's uh, El Muerto or something of the dead. Okay. Day of the dead. But it's like kind of Catholicism. And that, that's but, a thing. The, yeah. Well, Day of the Dead, yeah. But then no, then but there's a like whole a whole religion. This, uh, try to figure it out. Try to figure it out. Just put... Uh, Let me Google it. Put yeah. Yeah. Mexican dead Catholicism or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Frank's in Jackson. Frank, you're on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Oh, I can't complain. Wouldn't do any good if it did. Well, you can always complain to me, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Uh, just a couple of quick things. One, I didn't get to call in for uh, Movie Monday. Without a doubt, the worst movie I ever seen was the Star Wars that had Jar Jar Binks in it. We yeah. Don't, we don't talk about that. Yeah, those. we just assume, we just pretend that never happened. <laughs> right. 
Did you, have you seen the newest one, uh, Rogue One? You just watched it before. I did, man. That is a good, I, I didn't good get movie. To see it. It's it's really well, good. It's an okay. Movie. I, you know what's been on demand? Hey, you're uh, an okay movie. The the latest, not the Rogue One, but the the one where uh, the one before the one before. Uh, I I've been watching Force that a lot Awakens. lately. Uh, yeah, Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. I like that I one too. That's that really good. Pretty good. It's yeah. Pretty good. Uh, the one other thing I wanted to mention to you, and I one I appreciate y'all having me on, was since you mentioned religion, you know. The Jewish faith, the Christian faith, and the Muslim faith all agree that the Ten Commandments are from God. I mean, without right. a doubt, they're from God. Yes. Why do they have such trouble following them? <laughs> I, have, I have no. And and honestly, here's another thing that you might not realize. And I don't. I don't want to go off the deep end religiously here, but the Jewish God, the Christian God, and the Muslim God, God, Allah, Allah, Allah. Did I mispronounce that? Allah. Allah. They're all, it's all the same dude. It's the same God. Yeah. It's just a different, you know, interpretation of what comes after. Right. You know, wh whether it's you believe in Jesus, Muhammad, or Mark Aram. I mean, those are the three. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> those are, How did that get in there? I don't know. Uh, I was Jose? trying to fill in the blank. I was playing Mad Libs with the Jewish religion right here. <laughs> did you find out what that thing is? No. Uh, I don't know. One of the listeners will know. Yeah, uh, Jeff's in Atlanta. Jeff, uh, Santiera? Santeria? I don't know. Well, welcome to the show, Jeff. How are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I wanted to mention a, a couple things. I remember James Cromwell in that weren't mentioned. I mean, assuming that you really do like him and you weren't just telling him that. Cromwell, I love him. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's like one of my favorite character actors. He was in, um, one thing he was in, he, he was a guest star on Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> no he, kidding? Yeah, he played the love interest for the school teacher who was almost as small as him, and he played a real nasty piece of work. And did it well. But even before that, the very first thing I ever saw him in was a made-for-TV movie of Barefoot in the Park. Uh, I did not Richard see that. Thomas. Yeah, it starred Richard Thomas, uh, John Boy from The Wall. Yeah, the guy with the mole. Right, and he yeah. played uh, Cromwell. He was a telephone installation uh, engineer, and they lived in like a fifth-floor walk-up. And he had to come to the apartment like four or five times. And by the time he got up to their apartment, he was always like sweating and out of breath. He was really funny. <laughs> he was very good at the part. He, I, I mean, he is an amazing actor. And uh, as, as someone on, as Ryan on Twitter said, he was Rolo Tomasi in L.A. Confidential. That, that's one of my favorite roles of his as the... Uh, the bad police uh, lieutenant in uh, in L.A. Confidential, right, right. but but you look at his his TV run, amazing. I mean, he was in every good TV show ever made. Uh, all right, so here's the deal. What I, what I was trying to say, it's called Santeria, also okay. known as Regla de Ocha, la Regla de Ifa. Yeah, it's an Afro-American religion of Caribbean origin that developed in the Spanish Empire among West African descendants. Listen up, uh, Lorenzo. <laughs> Santeria is a Spanish <laughs> word that means the worship of saints. So, have you ever heard of Santeria? No, I've not. No. It's, uh, well, I don't know. I've heard of Sangria. Yeah, I've yes. heard of Sangria. Well, we can, do they have Sangria here? You guys have Sangria? Yeah. Oh. She says yes. All right, we might have to hit that. David's in uh, Canton, Georgia. David, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. Uh, how you doing? What's going on, brother? Hey, you, you better tell your boys not to walk too close to you after that comment about... Uh, um, you know, who the uh, Savior is, because, uh, yeah, lightning might be striking. But uh, anyway, the, the John 3.16, I, I just tuned in. So, uh, I mean, all of you should know that, because if you remember the crazy guy who um, 
who was always at the football games. Yeah, no, I, I've heard of John 3.16. I just didn't know what the actual verse was. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the guy at the football games with the multicolored Afro wig, or that might have been his real hair, I don't know, uh, but he was a white guy. Yeah. Uh, but he was always there, and that was, I mean, he had John 3.16 tattooed on his chest, and, you know, that was always what he was uh, displaying. But No, uh, I, I, you want to hear a funny story? So, um, Jews Nugget, you know that, that I am of the Jewish persuasion, the Jewish faith. Growing up, I'm a big baseball fan. And back when I was growing up, before batters used to uh, get to the plate, uh, they would make the sign of the cross on their chest, you know? like. And I, I didn't know what that was. I'm six years old. I was like, oh, baseball players do that. So I go up to the plate. My grandmother and my mom are in the stands. And I go up and I do the sign of the cross. I just thought that was what baseball players do. And my mom's like, what did you just do there? He goes, I'm like, I don't know. Dave Winfield does it. You know? like, she goes, yeah, you might want to not do that anymore. I was like, all right, whatever. That's hilarious. Hey, Mark, I got a question yes, sir. for you. Go ahead. Are, are, you, are you the same guy on the uh, Sonic commercials? Are you the straight man on the uh, Sonic? Uh, <laughs> I wish. That would be amazing. Uh, I wish I'd get some of that Sonic cash. I have no Sonic cash. All right. Well, we got to come back. i got tickets to give away as well. Yes. All right. All right. We'll come back in the uh, final segment from Chewy's on Acres Mill Road. We're going to hit that sangria in the break. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter at Mark Aram. Did Honey break out already? she gone? She's out there? All right. We'll be back. One second to go. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Final segment of the show at uh, Chewy's Tex-Mex, Acres Mill. I apologize. I ran out of time. I did not get to talk about my former schoolmate, Bill O'Reilly. I'll do that when I come back from vacation. Went to school with him? Yeah, we went to uh, Marist College. Wow. He's a little older, but uh, went to the little. same college. A little older. Mm -hmm. Dave's in Kennesaw. Dave, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? Freeze, brother. Welks, man. Five. What's going on? Not much. I wish I had made it by at the work. I would have bought you guys around and let Deuce and Bosco be temporary guide dogs while I walked them for you. May 3rd. We'll be back here May 3rd. Come see us again. I'm there. Hey, listen, the uh, whole... I was just going in about that whole uh, slice of Catholicism you were talking about. It's, yeah. It's uh, Santa Muerte. It's a combination of yes. Catholicism and voodoo, and it's a... It's Santa kind of Muerte. A, That's it. You ever heard that long growing, ago? No, I haven't. Growing, it's a growing cult. It's not really anything legit. Oh, that's my cousin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ask the essays about <laughs> Santa Morte. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what it is, the Dave. Eskimo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah All right, buddy. Dave's our new uh, our religion expert. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gina's in Buford. Gina, welcome hey. to the show. Thank you. Um, I actually want to talk about egg salad. Egg salad? <laughs> yes. Okay, fire away. I love egg salad, too. And there's a place in Duluth that's really awesome. It's called... The patio, bakery, and cafe, and it has egg salad that's even better than Goldberg. Really? So where it's yeah. in Duluth. So Buford, you could swing by and pick it up coming down from Buford. I it's could. On What's the name of it again? I won't, but I could. Uh, the patio, bakery, and cafe, <laughs> and it's off of off of State Bridge. And the patio, bakery, cafe, Buford. Write this down. Write down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're getting a free meal out of this. You should. What do you? <laughs> do you even like egg salad, Buford? Uh, he loves it. Uh, All right, Gina, uh, thank you. <laughs> I will have Buford bring some in, and I will sample it, and I will, uh, I'll tell you what, though. 
the master's uh, egg salad sandwich. I'm so, so upset good. about that. So, so good. Um, yeah, all right. Iced out. I got I tickets really to give away. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Seventh caller to 404-741-0750 will win a pair of Win It Before You Buy It tickets to see Fleetwood Mac's Lindsey Buckingham and Christine McVie on June 21st at Chastain Park Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale Saturday, April 22nd at 10 a.m. Seventh caller, 404-741-0750. Let's do Star of the Show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? What are you guys thinking? Anything? Ella. Lorenzo. Ella. Ella. Ella, Ella is Ella, star of the yeah, show. Ella. For pointing out the Twitter trolls. <laughs> Ella from Decula is our star of the show. Ella, you are our favorite. You're Thank you best. so much for pointing that out. Yeah. All right, I'm, uh, I'm on vacation for a couple days. These bananas will be with you tomorrow. I will be available social media if you want to check it out on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. Final thank you and goodbye to the fine folks at Chewy's Tex Mex. We've had fun. I want another See push pop right now. Now go to sleep, little baby. Yeah, Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.